Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, alongside my partner, Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you don't have the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com, and check out our Instagram at justsayingnogwjs for article and video updates. Also, do not forget we are now on Spotify. The podcast, we're available. It's something we're doing this year. Please go check us out. Uh, Follow the bell, hit the bell, get notifications whenever we post. Yeah, Spotify, at Just Saying Football. Go there, like my man said. Go hit that bell. Well, you want to, you want to, uh, you ready to get these uh, Sunday games? Yeah, there's a lot of games. Let's jump right into this one. We're going to jump right into our blowout games for Week 8 on this Sunday Superflex episode when the Pittsburgh Steelers make their way to Philadelphia to take on the undefeated Eagles. Philly yeah. favored by a lot, minus 10.5, 43.5 over under on this one. Battle for Pennsylvania. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. Uh, Eagles still the only undefeated remaining team, uh, six and zero. Oh. They are at home in this one. They are favored, and the Steelers, man, this has been a really tough season for them. Najee has been struggling. Um, you know, everybody's been talking about Chase Claypool is about to be out of town. So um, I, I don't know. The Eagles seem like one of the easier ones. That's why here it's obviously our blowout game. I think it just boils down to Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and that run game. Um, you know, this is this is a big mismatch for the Steelers when, you know, they're about to go into the bye week next week. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> Steelers play really well defensively, I thought, last week against the Dolphins. The first half to second half, just yeah. they, they totally shifted the, the course of that game. Um, their offense right now is just struggling, and I don't blame Kenny Pickett. I'm a big fan of sitting them. I thought he was going to sit a little bit longer. I was surprised that they started him when they did. But, look, uh, he's in right now, but their offense just isn't getting going. Uh, George Pickens looks great, but yeah. like you're saying, Chase Claypool might be on the mood. It's going to be interesting to see how that offense shifts. I hope Nasir Harris gets gets something going, but I'm locking in the Eagles right now. They just made the trade for Robert Quinn today, um, only giving up a fourth-round pick next year. So, Crazy. you know, they're just they're well, shoring up. And, he had 18 sacks last year. Yeah, and he only has one right now, but they, they just have so much depth right now this is going to allow them to make a deep playoff run they're, yeah. they're setting themselves up for the future and the nfc east is really difficult right now um so i'm definitely locking the eagles my one question before we get into our met games where would you think claypool might get traded to packers well, I, don't, I don't know but yeah packers would not be bad i mean they do have a guy like him with like christian watson i wouldn't mind seeing um you know him go somewhere maybe like tennessee that really needs a receiver or maybe no, like Atlanta across from drake london get a couple of big body receivers down there um, that, you know, I don't know if he's going to get traded, but I mean, if they lose this week, they go into the bye. They're going to have to do something with. Uh, they're going to have to make a big move somehow. Yeah, they'll have to. Let's move this along into our Mac games. When the Denver Broncos make their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, now this may have not popped up because I put the we put the heads up of of the T match, but I did have yeah. quotations with Jacksonville because this is technically in London. London. Uh, it's going to be our nine thirty game on Sunday. Jacksonville is the home team. Uh, Russell Wilson might be in time for this game, was stretching on the plane, doing all the high knees on the plane, getting ready while the teammates slept with the torn hamstring. Uh, But regardless, the Denver Broncos are not playing well. Their defense looks solid, but I think Jacksonville is going to get the win here in London. And they always play well in London, Jacksonville. People forget, but like that seems to be their place when they win. Yeah, and that's like, you know, like that's funny you mentioned that because, you know, the really bad Jacksonville teams, it was always like they'd be 0-6, they'd go to to London. Cop a win in London. Uh, now, you know, you got a Denver Broncos team where, you know, they really did struggle last week against the Jets. The Jaguars looked really good. Honestly, I, I was worried as a Giants fan that they were going to win that game. What a game that they was. They had a bunch, you know, a couple of fumbles. They were very close to winning that game. 
Um, I will take them this week. Two and a half is nothing. I feel like um, these uh, London games, a lot of them have come down to field goals. Very tight-knit game. So, uh, you know, I think that trend continues, and, and they take this one. Trevor Lawrence, he he needs uh, he needs to get a win, man. Yeah, I, I think this is the one uh, over-under of uh, 39.5, by the way. Jacksonville's favored by minus 2.5. Let's move this right along in our, a- in our NFC South when the Carolina Panthers make their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcon- Falcons. Atlanta's currently favored by minus 4, over under 41. Um, I- right off the bat, I'm going Falcons. Uh, I think this team has a lot of grit. I think they're right in the thick of this division. Carolina's coming off of a huge win against Tampa huge Bay. Win. That was surprising. That was our blowout game. It was not a blowout at all from the Buccaneers. 13 and a half in uh, the Bucks' favor. And then <laughs> just, they lost by 18. I literally looked at my friend's phone on Red Zone this weekend, and I was like, oh, at least the Bucks covered, and they're up by 10 and a half. And then I'm like, oh, wait. That's they're Carolina. They're down 21-3, <laughs> and, the, and the Panthers had the points. Uh, I guess, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, this is a very interesting game. Atlanta's at home. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take them and the, and the uh, minus four in their favor. Um, I, I do like the spark that Carolina showed me last yep. week, so I'm going to take the over on the 41. I think that is a low, little low for this game. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think Atlanta showing that they can definitely put up points uh, at times, and Carolina last week showed that uh, Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach right now for Carolina, did say that he will stick with P.J. Walker even when uh, Darnold and Baker are fully healthy. So that's something to monitor just yeah. to see uh, last year. You know, P.J. Walker struggled a lot. This year's doing great. Love to see what we saw last week. Uh, I do think just the Falcons – so just they're playing with a lot more grit than I think I just said that earlier, and I'm sorry for yeah. repeating myself, but like they've just been it's playing, the yeah, they, they they just been playing with with something a little bit extra to them. Like don't and don't disrespect plan, them. People have been talking about how their game plan. The Atlanta Falcons, you have no idea what team you're going to play. You're going to play the team that destroyed the 49ers, <laughs> the one that you know is is you know having Marcus Mariota get three total touchdowns on like 12 total passes. I mean. It's not the prettiest way of getting it done, but Atlanta is winning games. And the way the Bucks are looking, why not? You know, with the way New Orleans and Carolina's looking, they could just try to run it for the playoffs with, with this offense. Uh, it is it is going to be it, – it's an open division. It's Look, more it, open it, than you think. I, 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 while, while I get what you're saying, and I do agree to some extent, I still think that more than – this is still the Buc- Buccaneers division, albeit not pretty. Of course, yeah. I, 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 could they be in the playoffs? But if they go yeah. into dumpster fire mode – But the NFC East is dominating. Would it be cool if the Atlanta Falcons – Slip their way into this chaotic NFC right now. I would love it. I would not be against it. Let's move this right along when the Miami Dolphins make their way to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions coming off the bye. Currently 51.5 over under on this one. I'm thinking a lot of points. Miami's favored by minus 3.5. Uh, Detroit might have DeAndre Swift back for this one. He's looking to trend in that direction. Uh, Amara St. Brown, though, did have a Ooh. concussion last week's game, so that's something to monitor. I have feelings of being a game-time decision. Yeah, very tough uh, to see him go out, you know, or, like early in the game, not not Hated being that. able to contribute as much as you'd love to see from him last week. Unfortunately, um, you know, and I know he's you know he's been dealing with injuries all season, and he's such a huge part of the Lions team, especially as well as DeAndre Swift. They have been missing two key pieces, the two key pieces on their offense, uh, multiple times this year. And now Miami is getting their key piece that back in uh, their quarterback in Tua, who is four and zero. You know when he's fully healthy, plays the full game this year. Played well against um, Pittsburgh last week. And uh, Detroit, I mean, they're at home. Miami has been playing very well, um, but I do think Miami really has the keys to go and be a, de- a good playoff team 
in, if possible. Um, they just had so many up and downs this year. But I do like the 51 and a half in this game. I do think this is going to be a high scoring game, Absolutely. especially yep. if all the weapons are healthy. Uh, these defenses, um, you were talking about Pittsburgh with Miami. It's kind of the same thing. They did, played really well last week. Um, but it is going to be this game. I, I don't see it. Byron Jones, he's out for the season now, torn ACL. So um, it is going to open up a little bit more for the passing game. Josh Reynolds, TJ Hawkinson. Um, could get involved a little bit this week. Um, but I, I will go with Miami. Um, unfortunately, man, you know, we love Detroit coming in. We do. They're one and five. Look, uh, if you're a Detroit, though, you're happy about Aiden Hutchinson, that's for sure. It's getting some sacks out there. But I, I'm definitely just going with the Dolphins on this one. I think the injuries right now to the Lions are killing them. Um, and, and that's apparent. I saw full faith in them and Dan Campbell. When the Dolphins offense yeah. is on is firing, man, do they look fucking great? Yeah. Sorry for cursing. Two receivers in the top five receivers. Exactly. That's what we expected. And there's just so much speed. Don't forget they got Raheem Raheem oh, so, Mostert. Yeah. So that uh so you know, there's just they can do a you lot. Know, Mike Kosecki's getting involved. It's crazy. Out yeah, finally, <laughs> finally. Let's uh let's move this right along when the Las Vegas Raiders make their way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, four nine and a half over under on this one. Vegas is favored by one and a half. Um, Andy Dalton will get the start in this one. Jameis Winston mm-hmm. is fully healthy. They just like the way that Andy Dalton's been operating the offense. Yeah, honestly, and and if you know Michael Thomas does play this week and Chris Olave is fully back, you know he is looking great this year. Um, you know I like I, I am interested in these teams. You know I feel like every week we've talked about how their backs are against the wall. They have had a slower start than we had expected. Yep. And now, you know, they have a chance to really face off. Uh, this is a really exciting running back matchup, especially for fantasy. Um, Alvin Kamara. And, um, you know, uh, uh, obviously this year we've been talking about it. What, what are we, what's the big point about him this year? He hasn't gotten a touchdown, and I will say he's going to get his first one this weekend. And the Saints will also get the win. Uh, Raiders right now, to me, are, are playing really questionable. We're hearing a lot of trade rumors around some of their former first-round picks. You know, which is fine. I get it. You want to clear house, new management, that kind of stuff. Um, But you take away Andy Dalton's two back-to-back pick sixes uh, in that comeback that they had. You take off 14 points off the board, and all of a sudden, that's a Saints win. Um, One of them was unlucky. One of them was a bad decision on his part. I have faith in this offense. I do think Andy Dalton has been able to move the ball down the field to get Michael Thomas into the fold. All of a sudden, they're they're a winning team uh, against the Raiders. I just think that with the Raiders right now, they're so inconsistent with how they're playing. You know, some some quarters are this great team. Other quarters, it's just not great football from them. They're too much of a question mark. At least with the Saints, we know that they can keep games close. They're getting close to these wins yeah. at times. Like I said last week, they almost beat the Vikings. They could have beaten us. Uh, they had momentum. These Saints are like seven. That, seven that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm going with them, and and they still have a solid defense, albeit they're not playing to the level that we know that they mm-hmm. that they can be. But they do still have a good defense. I do like the Raiders this week, though. Um, I'm going to go with, with them just out of the game. I think that the we saw what happened last week with Marshawn Lattimore being out. DeAndre Hopkins was able to come back and really be able to do his job. Um, I, I think the same for uh, Devontae Adams this week. Uh, you know, so I am I am excited to see kind of what happens with the Raiders. Um, I, I think that they can continue this uh, this streak that they're on. Um, and, it, and it is interesting because we're looking at this. They're favored by one and a half. We always say, you know, that spread, that always means we have no idea who's going to win. Yeah, which means you're not going to like this next spread as we move this right along. The New England Patriots make their way to New York to take on the, the winning Jets. The 5-2 and two New York 
Jets. Where's the respect, Vegas? Where's the respect, Vegas? New England's favored by minus two and a half, uh, 40 and a half over under. Now, we have two huge losses for the Jets um, in this one. The first is Brees Hall, rookie running back, uh, out for the season with a torn ACL. We talked about it in our uh, Thursday Night Football episode. We just want to mention it again. Elijah Bear Tucker also out with the season with the torn yeah. uh, uh, peck. So they made a huge trade for James Robinson, which was a conditional six. They could turn into a fifth. They're trying to, to which is a pretty good price for him. It's not bad. And the Patriots had a huge loss on Monday Night Football, where they changed quarterbacks. Questionable decision, and uh, it didn't really pay off. There was a little Belichick in your voice there when you were like questionable decision. Questionable like, did you decision. See his interview after Bill Belichick said, uh, "You know, the game just ended. The game just ended. <laughs> the That's game a questionable ended. decision. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't decide on my. We're on to the Jets. And, I mean, Mac Jones, uh, Billy's. I have no idea who's going to be starting this week. Um, it's, it's obviously a Belichick game plan kind of trick, but I'll tell you this. Um, we do know that James Robinson probably won't be heavily involved this week. Michael Carter is probably going to get like 100% of the snaps. Glad I have him in one of my fantasy but leagues. Michael Carter played well last year coming out of the backfield receiving. You know, Zach Wilson had some of his best games, and I think that they have a good enough receiving core around him. Maybe if Corey <clears throat> Davis is a little healthier last week, Elijah Moore, totally different thing. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson. So maybe uh, it's, it's time for Garrett Wilson and Michael Carter to have, you know, some big games here. Um, New England, I mean, shocking loss, but yeah. it, uh, I, I think I, I like the Jets at home, man, against the spread. Again, it's like Vegas is disrespecting them, and they just keep winning, so... Uh, I will. I'll ride with the Jets this week. Uh, I pre-circled. I don't know if people can see that. I could punch in a post, but the, uh, I pre-circled the Patriots right when we started talking about this. And then I was just thinking back to the Panthers last week, and the <laughs> Panthers really rallied after a huge trade with, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers and. The Jets fans have something to be really happy about Heck yeah. right now. And the New York fan base has something to be happy about because the football right now in the New York area feels different than it has been the last few years. It's different. It's um, different right now. So I'm once again going to rock with the Jets and change my original decision. I think that this Brees Hall injury and Elijah Vera Tucker injury are two huge injuries yeah. that are going to impact them for the rest of season. And I hate to say that considering the start they've had. I want to see more from Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson and uh, and see this connection at full, at full force. He's not passing for a lot of yards. He is coming back from an injury. I get it. Um, but I think it's going to be their game. I think this defense is going to rally. I think that what we saw last week was not what you want to see from Mac Jones or Bailey Zapp or this Patriots team. Um, I'll go with the Jets. I think that everyone in New York is going to rally behind them, and everyone in that stadium is going to be screaming J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I really think the crowd is going to be a huge factor in this. We were at a Giants game earlier this year where the crowd was a huge factor against the Panthers game. Definitely. Jets fans, go out there, cheer them on, enjoy this game, get this win against the Patriots, because for the 21st time in a row, you are not favored in this game, and you're a 5-2, and and currently the Patriots are 2-4. and There's some disrespect going on right now. Yeah. Let this defense rally. Let this defense get this win for you. Um, and let's move on to the next week. I like that. We're both riding the Jets. Riding the Jets. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> let's move this right along to the AFC South when the Tennessee Titans take on the Texans. Uh, Tennessee favored by minus two, 40 and a half over under. This is a 4.05 p.m. Eastern game. Um, another AFC showdown for the Titans back-to-back weeks. What are your thoughts, dude? This is yeah. a weird one. Um, I mean, we were talking about running back battle before, just uh, two games ago. Uh, this is another huge one. Damian Pierce, uh, Sean's guy, the uh, big r- rookie sensation on My the guy. Texans, uh, who is now officially getting 20 carries a game. I love it. And Thank Deason you, Lovey. is going against Derrick Henry, who had 30 
carries last week for the four and two Titans. It's Titans were able to beat uh, Indianapolis. Now they have sweeped Indianapolis this year. Uh, and uh, fun little little fun fact about Tennessee: when they won last week, that was their first fourth quarter points all year. That's they got sad. six points last year, and they did not get any points. So. It's a uh, good. good reason that they are not hugely favored despite being 4 and 2 versus the 1 4 and 1 Texans. Yeah, I know they're not favored. I will go with them in this one. Um I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than people expect. There was a video of uh injured Ben Jones in the tunnel, their offensive lineman mm-hmm. hugging Mike Vabrell, their head coach. And Vabrell was crying and he was just so appreciative that Jones came out, played the full game injured. Kept repeating, I've never seen a player do this. I've never seen a player do this. This is Mike Vabrell, yeah, the, the yeah, former yeah. player, yeah. by the way, saying this. And I think Good for point. me, um, when you see that connection with a coach and a player, yeah. you see that this coach can really rally these troops. And despite all the injuries, they are sitting here four and two. The offense doesn't look pretty. The defense doesn't look pretty. But they're finding ways to win. And if they make that field goal against the Giants, people, and they're five and one. Yeah, or, or they stop that two point conversion. You know what I mean? Like there, there's only you can go again. You can go back all of a sudden. Maybe so this is what ifs in football. Exactly. <laughs> any given any given Sunday. But I just think right now that they're 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 rallying around Mike Vrabel despite despite yeah. everything going on with the the media and the injuries and all this yeah. stuff. I like him for this week. That that video was really touching. If you haven't seen it, go out go out and take a look at it. It was really it, it, was, it was a nice little inside to, yeah. to football. Sometimes no, the other side of things you don't yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that. I like that you brought that up, and I think that it really speaks to the fact that this like every year. You know, even last year they hurt. You know, Derrick Henry was hurt. They didn't get him back till the end of the season, and they were the first seed in the playoffs. They have, they're a very motivated team. Absolutely. I feel the same way about the Texans. Um, That's I, fine. Know, I like Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. All those guys are solid. Yeah. But, uh, it's it's you know the, I don't know anybody on the Texans defense right now that's going to stop Derrick Henry. <laughs> Like, that's that's um, true. Trey Hughes. Uh, 40.5, I'll take that. I think that these teams are familiar enough that they can each score 20-plus points on each other. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with that one. Let's move this right along when the Washington Commanders make their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, Indianapolis favorite in this one, minus 2.5, 39.5 over under. This is a 425 uh, p.m. Eastern game. It's been my least favorite game Yeah, <laughs> the whole weekend. Excuse me. Uh, once, once again, Matt Ryan. I uh, mentioned this in the Monday Night Football episode. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, shoulder injury. Sam Ellinger now stepping in for him. Despite the shoulder injury, he was going to get benched, though. That's what yeah, um, Frank Reich wanted to make clear of. It is a crazy time, but you know, like we talked about a little on Monday, I think Sam really deserves that spot right now. Absolutely, despite Matt. It's just a crazy amount of money Matt Ryan's making sitting on the bench. Um, but, I mean, at home, are you feeling confident with him, or are you looking more towards Taylor Heineke? There? I mean, it's a back, battle of the backups now. I, it is the battle of the backups, uh, and I'm going to go with Washington. Um, I like Sam Ellinger. I have high hopes for him. Uh, I think he's going to provide a little bit of a boost for this Colts team yeah. um, that Matt Ryan has not been able to provide for them, sadly. He runs. Which Matt Ryan doesn't. Exactly. It opens up the playbook uh, a a little bit. But, you know, it it is the first start. And I think that what we saw last week with Washington, outside of a huge win against uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Definitely. Was was the team rallying around Tyler Heineke, and that's not the first time we've seen it. We saw in the playoffs, so after the playoffs in the offseason, they obviously signed him to that contract. Um, but he just adds a little bit of something extra to Washington that we don't normally see, and that's just kind of uh, refreshing and, and super nice. And I don't know. I just He got Terry McLaurin back involved in this yeah, offense again, and, and I'm just happy. Terry's like, he is the reason that Terry McLaurin is as love good. Love Terry. You know what I'm saying? We love 
Well, I mean, we how many times I feel like in the last three years have we talked about Taylor Heineke starting for Washington, coming out? I mean, this guy just doesn't quit. He, he reminds me of Case Keenum prepared. for some reason. Like yeah, that back, like, like Case Keenum. He is like a very incredible backup that could be yeah. a starter when you need him. And when he starts, he just adds something, an extra motivation to the team. Um, I, I'm actually, um, going to go with Washington, you know, maybe something that could be sneaky. Hey, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with under. you. Um, you know, right now it's, it's, uh, pretty interesting. Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, I, I like him, but he's getting a little bit, it's getting a little tough with him. Um, you know, last week he only had 10 for 58. That doesn't make me too happy. I know that Washington can control the clock with the, uh, running game management and stuff. Uh, I know, I know. Sean's laughing. I am smiling because Jack, Taylor. yeah, Jack traded Jonathan Taylor, and I just know that when when he when he trades there's someone, there's context to this. I don't want people thinking I just outright traded Jonathan Taylor. No, there, there's <laughs> there's a lot more involved, but the, the crux of this because we have to move this episode along is that uh, when Jack makes a trade, and when we all make trades of fantasy football, and you see that the player does not perform to the standard that they can. Uh, you get a little happy because that means that to some extent you're winning that trade. Yeah. You know, uh, it was it, it was a good trade, uh, but just had to had to mention that's why I was smiling, that's why we were chuckling uh, a little bit. But let's move this into our good games because there's an NFC West showdown happening when the San Francisco 49ers make their way to LA to take on the Rams. 49ers are favored in this one, minus one and a half. The Jack that the line that Jack loves so much, 43 and a half point over under. Um, Last time these two teams played, NFC Championship game, LA obviously won and then won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting uh, for Seattle. I'm sorry, I was going to say for the fact that Seattle's ahead of this division because both of these are the two teams that we thought were going to be ahead of the division. Yeah. And they're probably going to be the two teams that, you know, at the end, you know, if they get their stuff together, we can – uh, you know, they're probably good playoff teams. But right now, um, L.A., their kryptonite is San Francisco. We talk about it all the time. The uh, Outside of that NFC Championship loss to the Rams last year, uh, Shanahan's got the last six against them. Yeah, and that, that's going to be something huge. Uh, but both these teams have been so... You know, different like 50, than what we yeah. expected, man. <laughs> Just so different. I, I'm going to go with the 49ers uh, in this one. The only reason why is because we've seen this inconsistency from the 49ers going back to last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this Rams team under Sean McVay is something that we haven't seen, and I'm a little bit uncomfortable. While I love Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan does have his number, not in the game that mattered the most, um, but, like but does – but in the six other games he has, <laughs> yeah. he has them out of their seven meetings. So I, I do think that this is, I do think this is Kyle Shanahan's game. Um, yeah, I mean, I will, I will go with uh, the Rams on on this one too. Just suppose I think that like the line is very, very tight. Um, the Rams, um, you know, they went to San Francisco in prime time and they yep. got embarrassed. I think they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in this one. Um, I'm very excited for the Cooper Cup versus Debo Samuel one. A uh, little matchup here. Uh, it's always good to watch. You know, Debo right now already um, has about, um, you know, he only has about 20 catches on the year. And then we got Cooper Cup who has about 56. So it's not a huge matchup until you really look it's at the bad. fact that Debo has been getting really involved with his run game. That just kind of adds more for the defense to say, oh, what's going on here? Um, you know, he's going to be matched up against Jalen Ramsey. I don't think that – I think Cooper Cup is definitely going to figure it out this week with Matthew Stafford. They're coming off the bye 
Allen Robinson started to get a little bit more involved. Let's see uh, it. Last time, so I, I think that they have. To, they, I mean, they have to win this game. There's a lot on the line with division supremacy very early in the season right now. Also, when you're the defending champs, you already got a target on your back. You're just trying to make it back in the playoffs, and sometimes that's harder to do, and we're seeing that right now. Let's keep this along in our good games when the Arizona Cardinals make their way to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Skull City. Uh, Skull City, indeed. 49 over under right now. Uh, Minnesota's favored by three and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm rocking with the Vikings. I uh, got to go with my squad. We're five and one under Kevin O'Connell right now. We're rocking uh, a nice, I think, four-game win four game win streak that's kind of nice uh coming off the buy <laughs> oh, i like that yeah uh, coming off the buy uh which is always nice uh i think you know because it's a time of self-reflection as a team so what are the things we haven't done super well or things we have done really well or things we can improve upon i mean i found an area i thought they could improve upon which is uh passing defense you know we li- we've been letting up a lot of passing yards uh both tyree kill and Jalen model had over 120 yards on us uh, so we gotta we gotta tighten that up a little bit. We got DeAndre Hopkins coming in. While I do like the Cardinals a lot, I think this offense can be a lot of fun. We saw that their defense when it's firing, it is looking great. Isaiah Simmons, a, absolute beast, running with incredible speed oh as a gosh. linebacker down the sideline for the pick he six. Was fast yeah, but this was a close game last year, and we're a very different Vikings team. We are yeah. winning these close games. If you look at all of our games, with the exception of the Packers game. Um, and maybe the Bears game, which was still really, really close. We barely won that game. Uh, we haven't really dominated games. Yeah. Like, we and we you did not play well against Dolphins. playing good football. That, keeping and, it in the, keeping it in. and the huge difference between Zimmer and Kevin O'Connell is that last year we weren't winning the one-score games. Now we're winning these one-score games yeah. when we have to. I'm just going to go with them. That's my squad. Skull City. Let's get to 6-1. and one. Um, I will I will agree with you, and I do like them at three and a half. I like you said last week. I think the Cardinals were really bolstered off of Andy Dalton getting um, two interceptions back to back, which really killed them. The Cardinals defense, I don't think, can have a repeat of performance against a team like the Vikings, who they have just so many people to cover. Um, I so feel many. like last week, you know, with it was a little more limited with New Orleans. So um, love that. I think. Uh, Kirk Cousins this week, I think he's actually a really good play. I know a lot of people have been saying, like, you know, should I start him or Aaron Rodgers? I, I do like him this week, shockingly, in fantasy more. I would go Kirk as well. Yeah, so I, I think he could have a good game. I think Arizona, even though they're on the long week, the Vikings have had two weeks to prepare for this game. Um, and, uh, you know, they're favored by three and a half. If they do actually start scoring early in this game, they're going to run away with it. Oh, that'd be the best. All right, let's move this along when the Chicago Bears make their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, 42 and a half over under. Dallas is favored by nine and a half, and we didn't put this uh, in our blowout games for for a reason, and it's just because I think the, the Bears really just surprised, played really well on Monday Night Football, and uh, if their offense is able to operate like that, run the ball well, just make smart decisions by Justin Fields, they can, they can compete, I think, this team for sure. Yeah, I mean, I am the Justin Fields um, hater, if you will. like, And I'm the lover. Us, that sounded weird. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the lover, <laughs> and I'm the lover, but uh, I mean, this is the thing. This kid is playing better and better every week. Um, he's making the throws yep. I that I say he can't make. I say he doesn't take risks, and then he does. You know, it's third and eight, and he's going to scramble for 12 yards. He's making 20 yards runs. He's doing everything. I mean, he had, he had uh, I believe, like 15 for 78 last week. Very huge uh, when you're looking at him. I mean, he just needs some help. This is a really tough defense for him to get uh, stuck with because – 
Micah Parsons. Yeah, and look, they got Micah Parsons, who I think right now is playing like the defensive player of the year. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. The trade of Robert Quinn was huge. We didn't mention yeah. the Eagles thing, and I should have mentioned at the very beginning of this, and I apologize, everyone, but there was a trade for Robert Quinn, a fourth round pick for a fourth round pick. Um, they cleared more cap space. That was an $18.2 million cap space for them. They, they were able to clear some more. So they have a ton of cap space, the Bears, going into next season. But, oh, my God. On top of the fact that they already had $120 million. You know, so let's just, let's just, say, they got, <laughs> let's just say they got one thirty to spend. So they're, they're going to make some moves in this offseason. Bears fans, just bear through the 2022 season. This offseason, you're going to be like, look at who we're signing. I know Mitch is going to be a fan of the show, who's my cousin also, who's going to be in my ear nonstop and trusty in our fantasy league as well. Uh, also going to be in our ear about that. But I am going with the Cowboys in this one. I think that they're just playing really, really good defense. They got Dak back. Um, Zeke Elliott might not be in this one. He does have a partial hamstring injury. So we'll see how that goes. But Tony Pollard still plays well. I think this Cowboys team is just playing really solid complimentary football. Yeah, I mean, Dallas 9.5 is a huge stretch. But, I mean, it's crazy. Last week, New England was favored, and the Bears were not looking good. And then all of a sudden, boom, they went down the field. They kept using field goals they kept just creating offensive plays out of the out of the, you know out of fairy dust really like with you know with the fact that he gets sacked 4.1 sacks a game is how many sacks Dallas gets per game so I'm really worried That's about Justin lot. Fields this week if they win I will be so much less worried about him for the rest of the season beating a defense that has these players it's going to be fun watching him and Micah Parsons kind of compete um but I, I will go with Dallas they're at home they're favored um, but I'll, I will take the 42 and a half. I, I do think that this is going to be higher scoring than we expect. Tony Pollard in. I, I think that he can be a top 24 running back this week in fantasy as well if seeks out. I like the 42 and a half over on that one. Let's move this into our games of the week where we got two. When Jack's New York Giants make his way, make his way, make their way to Seattle Seahawks to take on the Seahawks. Jack's make his way downtown. Uh, Seahawks favored by minus three. The disrespect to the New York teams again. 44 and a half point over under. I said in last week's episode for Sunday Superflex, I needed to see more from Daniel Jones in the passing game. Jack, what did Daniel do? Daniel Jones do this weekend or last weekend? Showed up in Jacksonville. He showed up and he showed out in Jacksonville. That was a solid pass to Darius Slayton. Yards rushing. Loved that. (laughs) On the flip, though, um, hair in my mouth. On the flip, um, Seattle, Seattle's been playing really well. I think. I think that they've just top of the NFC West. It look someone I I can't remember where I read it today, and I don't. And I, I someone will probably know this once I mention it. But they said you take out the I think it was David Carr. You take out the back plate of Geno Smith and you slap on Russell Wilson, and you might be saying this is a MVP like caliber season yeah. because it's Russell Wilson. And I hated to admit, but like he was kind of right. Yeah, Smith when is playing in that perspective. maybe not MVP caliber, right? But, but if but like they went and won that division and he's leading the league in completion percentage, people would be asking and talking. Yeah, and I think right now, look, the Seahawks are playing great. The DK Metcalf injury to the knee is is, is minor, but it is going to affect them in this week. I think the Giants play really good football. I've been riding with them a lot all season. I'm going to ride with them one more time. In, Let's do it. In, Let's both do it. We're both doing it. We're both doing the Jets and Giants this week. It's another big bong parlay. It's another week. big bong parlay. No down. Sad that the Yankees lost. Really hurt right now, deep down inside. Trying my best not to think about it. Don't know why I mentioned it. it. Um but I think that this is gonna be a really good game. I think the Seahawks are gonna keep it super close. 
but Daniel Jones, five fourth quarter drives, five fourth quarter wins. That's a stat I like to see. Honestly, you know, if Tom Brady had that stat this year, I'd be calling him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Daniel Jones. We can't but say it's that. Daniel Jones. <laughs> I mean, look, no matter what, Daniel Jones is playing his way into a higher valued contract than I thought. So is Geno Smith. <laughs> Both of these guys got a lot to do. The running back battle this week, though, is what size, what size contract is Daniel Jones going to get if he let's say let's say this let's say this I'll, I'll give you just you know what never mind just tell me what size contract we, right now what contract are you going to give Daniel Jones I think that he would get one of those like three and he gets like twenty like three a year twenty two three twenty three oh, like I mean he's a former first round pick he may have to wind up getting over twenty five but what about like three if he makes the playoffs this year I wouldn't be mad if he got like three for fifty eight three. For Three year, fifty eight. Yeah, I feel like that's comfortable I mean, considering. Yeah, if you took that, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd love that. That would be like about yeah, I, I like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, ninety I like million dollar salary cap. But him and Gino both are waiting to get paid this offseason, no matter whether they stay with these teams or not. Um, but man, Kenneth Walker. Wow. I just want to talk about him. I wow. Want to go past without talking about him and Saquon Barkley matching up. But Great running back matchup. Jeez. This guy's a rookie. Running like a pro. We knew he was going to take over this back. We did. Unfortunately, it took Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, unfortunately, facing injuries. But not not how we wanted to see that not shake how out. how we wanted to see it, obviously. But what I'm saying is, like, he stepped up. He stepped up big. The guy. The guy right now in Seattle. And it's been really impressive. Uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I do think he'll get... I'll put him comfortably at like 93 this week. Um, yeah, you guys gave a lot of yards last week to Travis Etienne. Um, and while I think that you guys are going to do everything you can to clamp down on this run game because of what happened last week and yeah. what they've been able to do with that success. But I still think that the Seattle Seattle's game plan is very simple, which is like we're not going to deviate from our game plan at any yeah. point. We're just going to try to control the ball and move the, move the ball downfield methodically and let Geno Smith take the big throws that he wants to take. No I, DK this week. And that's going to be a big one. And I also just think that the way the Giants have been playing defense, we're not giving them the credit uh, that's due for them, which yeah. which is really good defense. Yeah. It's solid. It's not pretty. It's you know, but it's getting wins. Yeah, I think that with the with the Giants, it's it's really about the scheme and how the players are stepping up into it. I think that they have a big task this week, but um, I I love that they've been able to step up. This is like what I've been waiting for season after season for them to win these close games. Um, they are on the road, which is tough. If DK Metcalf was in this game, I'd be a little more nervous. But I know <coughs> the Giants are going to go out with a, a good game plan, try to disrupt Geno on defense. Um, I, I I will go with the Giants and Love over it. on this too because it's forty four and a half. Um, I do think this will be like a twenty four twenty seven kind of game. All right, I like that as well. Let's move into our last game of the week and the Sunday night football matchup. The Green Bay Packers made the way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Buffalo favored by minus eleven and a half. So you're probably wondering why it's on our blowout game. Um, but honestly, I just think it's because the the Packers do have a good defense. Um, they could maybe clamp down, keep the the Bills in check like a little bit. You know, maybe hold the Bills some more like twenty five ish points. Yeah, I mean they this is this is has to be the time that the Packers get right, right? Like after three straight losses to teams that they should have beat. I don't know what's going on with them. Obviously, they're missing Devontae Adams, like the Wolverine meme. 
Uh, it's it's wild, but I'm going yeah. with Buffalo. Yeah. I think the reason why I wanted to put this in the and they're at home, which they've been dangerous. Yeah, and I think the reason why I wanted to put this in the game of the week is because we've seen this season a few outliers: Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, and the Falcons and uh, 49ers. Yeah, <laughs> where these blowout games or games where they're supposed to win by at least a touchdown, still kind of a blowout in a sense, um, are supposed to happen, and they just don't. And I think that while it's easy to just, you know, put the Packers to bed, put the Buccaneers to bed, quarterbacks roll, blah, 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 they're just not – they just haven't figured it out. And these guys have been around the league for so long and have had to figure it out that you can't necessarily just say that you're going to walk in and walk all over them. And so there's just a gut feeling about this game where the Packers are going to keep this a little bit closer than you think, and the, and yeah. the Bills aren't just going to go in. Sure. They're going to put up 42 points, and the Packers are going to co- throw a couple garbage time touchdowns, and it's like 42 to 14. You know, it's not going to be like that. No, no, I, I, don't, I don't believe and then this it, is and like then the it became, And then it became game. that, though. Watch. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the second I said and it. And is like, and Sean Put it out on the ether. Screwed myself. Sean had no idea which was coming to Kingdom on Sunday. Uh, but, <sighs> yeah, no. Josh Allen, uh, you know, I was going to joke, it's like, you know, the back-to-back MVP versus the future MVP. It's like Josh Allen this year is the front-runner for many people for good reason. Uh, He's an incredible quarterback, and he's getting everything done. I'm pretty sure he himself has more scrimmage yards than about 22 other teams have on offense right now. So pretty impressive that he's having that. uh, He's really got to step up another notch by beating Aaron Rodgers, and he'll be at home. Um, I'm interested in this spread, though. I mean, 11 and a half. You've heard that stat all week. No. First time, everybody. It will be less than 11 and a half. Yeah? yeah. Packers cover? Packers cover. I. You going with Buffalo? I am going with Buffalo, but I would say that I, I would, like, I, I don't know. The 11 and a half is tough because, like you said, it could, it, it may not be that one way, and then all of a sudden it happens. Um, but Aaron Rodgers. He's three and four. He's below five hundred. Maybe you know we'll go with him covering. All right, you guys heard it here. Uh, both going with the Bills. That is all the time that we have. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify. Uh, we're on it now. Yeah, just saying football. We are on Spotify, as my man here said. Uh, also, just saying football on YouTube. Just saying no GWJS on Instagram. Thank you guys for checking out the Sunday Superflex. Uh, remember to check out the Monday episode. We got Browns, Bengals coming up. And uh, enjoy week eight. Big one. Enjoy.